What you think and how you feel about what you think determines your actions in this world, determines your results, your experiences, what you get to to have and be and live and love in this world. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. The teaching you're about to hear goes deep into Napoleon Hill's 57 Famous Alibis by Old Man If. And fundamentally, we're going to go through each one. We're going to dive in. We're going to illuminate what might be happening when you use one of these alibis or something similar to it. You might use different words, but don't don't let yourself off the hook there. Look for the similarities. Look for the places where you're doing this so that you can grow yourself and learn from this material. But fundamentally, we're looking at when we step into victimhood in our lives and in our businesses. Where do we say, if only X, Y, and Z outside of ourselves was different, then I would be able to succeed. That gives all your power away. That says, I have no agency in my life. I am completely reactive and completely dependent on things outside of myself. And this is not true, yet it is, for many people, a perspective on life and themselves that they have been taught to hold. If that's you, don't beat yourself up about it. If you find yourself in many of these alibis, don't beat yourself up about it. However, you do want to hold yourself to a higher standard, gently, lovingly, compassionately, yet directly. Oh, look, I'm doing this. That's me in part, maybe in a small part, maybe in large part. And I could improve upon that and pick a place where you can recognize that that's happening for you and make an incremental but quick shift in how you're approaching that. If you do that again and again and again, you will increase your ability to have complete and 100% control over your outcomes in life. So take this step by step, really step out of being a victim and into being someone who takes 100% personal responsibility for her life and is a creator of her life and her business, including her business revenue and income, which is so much a part of what we're going for here. Okay, with that, enjoy. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Guess what? We are on the last question in our self-analysis test questions in the last chapter in Think and Grow Rich, How to Outwit the Six Ghosts of Fear. And the last question Hill asks is, how much time have you devoted to studying and answering these questions? So what's the truthful answer? Did you spend 
five minutes, 10 minutes on each one? Did you just listen and let them wash over you? If you did the latter, it's time to go back and really dig in and answer them. He says, at least one a day is necessary for the analysis and the answering of the entire list. And so I encourage you, go through the Morning Mindset Club where we have the recording and the lock in the learning and the quiz for each question. Do the work in terms of doing the self-analysis that's required to really know yourself. Hill goes on to say, if you have answered all these questions truthfully, you know more about yourself than the majority of people. Study the questions carefully. Come back to them once each week for several months and be astonished at the amount of additional knowledge of great value to yourself you will have gained by the simple method of answering the questions truthfully. The key word here is truthfully, not as you wish to be, not as you want others to see you as, but as you truly are with all your foibles and all your greatness. What is the accurate answer to these questions? He goes on to say, if you are not certain concerning the answers to some of the questions, seek the counsel of those who know you well, especially those who have no motive in flattering you, no motive, no motive in flattering you and see yourself through their eyes. The experience will be astonishing. So my final question for you today is what are you going to do now with this deep dive into the self-analysis test questions? Are you going to go back to them daily? Are you going to go back to them weekly? Have you already dived in and you feel like you, you did the work already? Do you need to go back and ask someone who doesn't have anything at stake in answering truthfully to you how they would answer, how they see you in reflection to each of these questions? That would be a very interesting exercise for you to do with another person. You could do it for them. They could do it for you. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill goes on to say, you have absolute control over but one thing and that is your thoughts. This is the most significant and inspiring of all facts known to man. And I would add the thing that is going to change your outcomes in life, your results. It's your most powerful. It is, it is the power that you hold in this world. What you think and how you feel about what you think determines your actions in this world, determines your results, your experiences what you get to, to have and be and live and love in this world. And it all starts with managing your mind, managing what thoughts you allow yourself to think. Hill goes on to say, it reflects man's divine nature. This divine prerogative is the sole means by which you may control your own destiny. If you fail to control your own mind, you may be sure you will control nothing else. That is so important. I'm going to say it again. If you fail to control your own mind, 
you may be sure you will control nothing else. You can try as you may to control other people, to control circumstances, control the outcomes of your life. But the thing that you have power over is your own thinking. And that gives you power over your destiny. That is the only actual control that you can create in this life. Other sorts of control, that is a a result, a follow-on effect of controlling your thinking. He goes on to say, if you must be careless with your possessions, let it be in connection with material things. Your mind is your spiritual estate. Protect and use it with the care to which divine royalty is entitled. You were given a willpower for this purpose. We have covered will. Go back, listen to those episodes. Your will is your ability to focus. It's your ability to choose what you want to choose. It's your ability to, despite habit, despite subconscious programming, despite the well-worn path through the forest of your thinking, you can choose something else. And this requires your ability to focus. This is your, your will. Use it. Okay. With that, I will ask you, how confident are you in your ability to have control over your thoughts? How much control do you have over your thoughts? Would you say you have 10% control? Would you say it was 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100%? Where are you at in that spectrum? And again, this requires a level of honesty and truthfulness with yourself. I am by no means at 100%, but I am so far beyond where I was when I started. I was probably at 5% when I started this, and I thought I was pretty, pretty much all that and more. But when I started to really dive in to, to using my greatest power, my power to choose, and using my will to continue to focus on that choice, I realized I didn't have that much control over my thinking. I had to build that muscle. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So Hill goes on to say in this chapter, unfortunately, there is no legal protection against those who either by design or ignorance poison the minds of others by negative suggestion. So this is really important to recognize that sometimes it is ignorance It's out of ignorance that people poison the minds of others. They don't know better. And yet they are still making suggestions that cause you or someone else to play small in life, to not believe that they are capable of all that they are capable of stopping before they reach that pot of gold, right? That three feet of gold story from earlier in this book. Sometimes it's you who's saying that, and it's in your own head. Sometimes it's you who's saying that to someone else. You think you're being supportive by helping them not make a mistake or do something that seems silly or frivolous to you, and yet they believe that it's possible and you are raining on their parade. We all know people like this, and we all know that we have done this as well. So 
without guilting and shaming yourself, you just want to watch for that henceforth. Are you doing this? Are you doing this? And catch yourself out and, and you know, stop mid-sentence, apologize, restate what you mean to say, and go forward. Being a supportive person, one who sees possibilities, one that knows that you can create anything that the mind can conceive of and believe. And then with the people who are in your life, sometimes they are our family and friends, people we love dearly, who are by ignorance sending doubt into our world, sending negative suggestions to us. We need to lock our minds to that. We need to not bring up those subjects with those people. We need to surround ourselves with a mastermind of people who are actually supportive of us who understand the laws, who understand where creation comes from. Because life is a challenge for sure. I am not suggesting it's rainbows and unicorns every single day. Yes, of course, we have high moments. We have big wins. We have days that are amazing. And we want to build on that and feel good more and more of the time, of course. And managing your mind helps with that tremendously. And... There will be challenges because you're in growth and there will always be challenges when you're growing. There is always tension in the growth. So you need people around you, a community of people around you who understand this philosophy instead of allowing yourself to be brought down by people who don't. It's not that they're bad. It's not that you don't value them for other reasons or that you want to drop kick them or something like that. No, you just don't want to bring your goals and dreams to them. That's not their role in your life. And it can be quite insidious and they their, their thoughts and being and, and perspective can really get in there through the little, little cracks. So do what you need to do to put yourself in an environment where you are supported and you're with other like-minded people. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Next up, Hill says, mind control is the result of self-discipline and habit. Self-discipline and habit. You have to use your will and your focus to discipline yourself, become aware that you're going down the rabbit hole into negative thinking, into thoughts that are not said differently, thoughts that are not conducive to the results that you want. Okay. That doesn't mean that you don't look at problems and solve them. You do. Okay. This isn't magical thinking. It's just, are you invested in thoughts that will lead you to actions that are going to grow the things you want, or are they thoughts that are going to lead you to actions that are going to stop you from getting the results that you want? And this is often hard to see from inside. You're so habituated to thinking that way. You think that that's the only way to think. This is why it's super, super helpful to work with a mentor, for instance, 
I do this for my clients. I help them see the habitual way of thinking that is keeping them blocked from taking the action that they need to take, seeing the opportunities. They have a limited perspective. It's from a a particular level of awareness and you have to change that. You need to expand it. You need to grow it. And this is required to become more and to to have more and to get different results. You cannot stay at the same level of thinking and get different results. You must grow your thinking. This means eliminating, law of sacrifice, eliminating what doesn't serve you and filling that space with a perspective i.e. thoughts that do serve you, okay? This is super important. So for today, ask yourself, what thoughts do you need to sacrifice? Just as you're going through your day today, where are you going into doubt? Where are you going into worry? Where are you going into blame? Where are you going into negative negative Nelly, right? Where are you off track? Can you sacrifice those thoughts and can you fill them with something that is conducive to success. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hell goes on to say, you either control your mind or it controls you. There is no halfway compromise. The most practical of all methods for controlling your mind is the habit of keeping it busy with a definite purpose backed by a definite plan. Okay, two things here. There is no halfway compromise. Now, I would disagree with that. And here's the thing. Well, I don't disagree entirely. It's a practice though, and you can make incremental yet quick change and you can become more and more in control of your mind. So in that way, step by step, you get better and better. Don't beat yourself up for not being perfect, not being a hundred percent there yet, but move as quickly as you can in that direction. Now, the way in which I do agree with him is that when you are even half a percent out of control of your mind, meaning it's controlling you rather than you controlling it, you are not in control of your life. You still have a weakness there. You still have the potential to get hooked by old patterns and subconscious programming and things that take you off course. So in that case, yes, it's true. You're not 100% there yet. So in that case, it is. there's no such thing as a halfway compromise. However, You want to move as quickly as you can into fuller and fuller control of your mind and beating yourself up about it does not help. Okay, that said, he goes on to say this next sentence, which you should star and write down and remember and put on a post-it note on your computer monitor, make it something that you never forget. The most practical of all methods for controlling the mind is the habit of keeping it busy with a definite purpose backed by a definite plan. You need to know your goal. You need to know what you're going for. You need to be clear on that. It needs to be definite. You need to own it. And then you need to have a plan that you are moving towards. If you are not engaged in a plan, if you don't know 
the next step or the next thing that you're, you're doing to, to achieve your goal, you're going to be challenged. Now we have something called the scale plan. It's a way of helping you think through your plan and you can find it in our free Facebook group. You can see that on Facebook at Facebook slash be unstoppable or just search Facebook for be unstoppable. That's the name of our free Facebook group for women in business, women entrepreneurs. And we have a whole download checklist on how to create a scale plan. And we have an hour long training audio that goes with it. If you want the additional information, you could just do the checklist and you'd be like, golden, you'd be so much further ahead. But if you want some additional sort of goodness with it, you want to flush out the information, the training's there for you if you want it. And you can find both of those in our Facebook group, the Be Unstoppable Facebook group. Okay. So the most practical of all methods for controlling the mind is the habit of keeping it busy with a definite purpose backed by a definite plan. Remember that be engaged with your plan. Don't go off course. Don't go into lollygagging. Don't go into the worry, doubt, and fear. Go back to what's my plan? What's my next step? Let me go and get engaged in that. That will help focus your thinking rather than allow it to run wild in a different direction. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up is the 57 Famous Alibis by Old Man If. Okay, I love, love, love this section of this book. You're going to find out why shortly. Hill says, people who do not succeed have one distinguishing trait in common. They know all all the reasons for failure and have what they believe to be airtight alibis to explain away their own lack of achievement. Just take that in. Just take that in. I'm going to say it again. Listen to this. It's so important. People who do not succeed have one distinguishing trait in common. They know all the reasons for failure and have what they believe to be airtight alibis to explain away their own lack of achievement. Some of these alibis are clever, and a few of them are justifiable by the facts. But alibis cannot be used for money. The world wants to know one thing. Have you achieved success? And I would add, and so do you. You want to know that as well. Have you achieved your success? Now, this is a book about thinking and growing rich, and we're talking about financially achieving your goals and that level of success. But you could apply this to anything in your life. Do you have a relationship goal? What does success look like there? And what are your alibis around that? Do you have a health or fitness goal? What does success look like there? And what are your alibis around that? Do you have a spiritual goal? Do you have a contribution goal? Do you have an impact goal? Do you have a leadership goal? Do you have a community goal or a friendship goal? What are your goals in life? And 
Are you achieving them? Or are you creating alibis to excuse away you not doing what's required to achieve them? I love you, but you have alibis. If you're not getting the results that you want, you're making excuses. And you just have to own that. You just have to own that. So this would be a great exercise for you. What are all the things that you want that you have not achieved yet? Whether it's financial or otherwise. What are your reasons for not having achieved that? What do you say to yourself for not doing that? And then really own that alibi, meaning acknowledge that you are saying this to yourself, that you are actually lying to yourself. Sometimes they're justifiable, but they're still excuses, stories, reasons, alibis. This is a big one, guys. Chew on that today. Take yourself to the next level by being honest with yourself. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. Today we are going to jump into Hill's list of 57 famous alibis by Old Man If. So I'm going to read them out loud. I'm going to talk about a few of them in more detail and we're going to take as long as we need to to get through this list. So listen up and, and see which one resonates with you. You know, as you're listening... Ask yourself, have I ever said that to myself or something similar? And then just be like, oh, I'm going to watch for that in the future. And I'm going to sacrifice that thought and replace it with something that is action oriented, something that doesn't let me off the hook. Okay. So the first one is if I didn't have a wife and family, so we're going to translate this. If I didn't have a husband and kids, if I didn't have a wife and kids, if I didn't have, you know, parents to take care of, little ones who need me to homeschool them or, or big ones, or if my, my teenagers are acting out or my college age kid needs something, right? If I didn't have a wife and family, I would be able to do X, Y, and Z. Have you ever said that? Have you ever said something similar to that? Okay. The next one is, if I had enough pull, okay? So you want to achieve something, but like, do I have enough influence with the people who are the decision makers? That's a big, big alibi. You create the pull. You create the influence. You put yourself in the way of opportunity. You create that for yourself. So when have you said, if I only knew the right people, had had the right influence, had enough pull, to convince so-and-so of such and such. Okay, next one up. If I had enough money, that's a big one. People stop themselves from doing any number of things by saying, if I had enough money. If I had enough money, I would pursue my dreams. If I had enough money, I would get the help I need. If I have enough money, I would buy that software. I would buy that new equipment. I would hire that team member. I would hire a virtual assistant. I would hire a housekeeper. I would hire a operations manual, manual, uh, manager, excuse me. I would hire a coach. I would hire a mentor. Okay. People use, if I had the money, I would work with you, Amira. 
It doesn't work that way. You, you work with someone and you rise to the occasion to create the money. I know that's backwards for many of you. Okay. Cause we weren't trained that way, but the desire and the decision come first. And then you figure out the ways and the means to back that up, to back that up. So are you using, I don't have the money as an alibi, not to pursue your dreams, not to do what you need to do in this world. That's a big one, guys. For the bonus content of this episode, I want to go back to the idea of mind control and that it is the result of self-discipline and habit. Now, self-discipline happens when you are aware that you need to do something different and you are confronted by your old habits of going down the rabbit hole in this way that's not serving you. And now you're aware that it's not serving you and you have to be disciplined in doing it differently. One key way that I do this with my clients is to look at this idea around decisions, how long it's taking you to make a decision in your business because this is one of the things that can close the gap on time and help you achieve your goals faster than you previously have ever done before. And what happens for people is they are in a habitual way of taking a lot of time to make a decision because of a number of reasons. We've gone over many of them, but it can be the fear of making a mistake, the fear of uncertainty, the fear of judgment, rejection, All sorts of things go into play depending on what your unique programming is, subconscious programming. Now, we can change that programming by changing your identity, how you see yourself and the beliefs that you hold about yourself, others in the world. Then there's a whole process to that and you need to do that. It's one of the things I teach my clients how to do. The second way to do this, and you need to do both, it's not one or the other, is you change your habitual ways of reacting. And initially that requires you to be disciplined in your response. A response is where you have a thoughtful reaction to something before it becomes a habit. Okay, so what's an example of this around quick decisions? Well, oftentimes I'll be having a conversation with a client and they will say, I'll get back to you next week. Let me give it some thought about when I'm going to schedule those next events that I'm doing, something to do with their their business model or plan. And I will respond back. And I'm like, actually, why don't you send that to me tonight? Or why don't you send that to me tomorrow? This will take you all of 15 minutes to make a decision on if you actually sit down and think about what you want. If you recognize that there are, you know, no good answers in so much as you have a crystal ball as to when it's going to be perfect, perfect, then it's just a matter of looking at your calendar and figuring out and doing the thing. I just did that recently with a client. She might be listening. Um, other clients, it's around, um, you know, their lead magnet and how quickly they can come up with the concept and what they need to create with that and who they need to help them with. And it doesn't have to take three weeks. It can be done 
in a day or two. And I see this all the time with my clients that when we move past the habitual way of saying, I need more time, or I think it's going to take a long time. And we just clarify the pieces that need clarifying. It actually doesn't take that long and you can move forward quite quickly in your life and in business. Now, that's a unique individual example with that unique individual client. For them, they now need to be disciplined in this new skill set they have around seeing what needs to happen and making a quick decision around it, whether it's a business decision within their business, you know, around dates, times, uh, what you're creating, or whether it's around an investment, what you want to invest in, in your business, who you want to work with, hiring team, whatever it might be. Now you have this skill set around quick decision-making. Now you need to make it a habit and you do that by being disciplined in doing the new skill set frequently. So you have to be disciplined in making quick decisions with yourself. So every time you recognize, oh, this is a decision, you, you hold yourself to a higher standard for you and you make that a quicker decision until that becomes a habit and it becomes who you are being. And this you can do with any skill set. It requires that you recognize what needs to change and be disciplined with it until it becomes a habit. And this you can do with whatever skill set you have and whatever mindset you want to build. Okay. Hill talks about this being about mind control and it absolutely is. So maybe you have a habit of complaining. You can use discipline to create a new habit around this. Maybe you have a mindset habit of always being disappointed or always blaming someone, always being in victim mode. Wherever you might be at in your habitual thinking, you can recognize it, use discipline to change your reactions in the moment and then create a new habit for yourself. Okay, with that, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below, or just head over to the unstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes that really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.